Welcome to So Many Bits. I'm your host, Bill Nielsen, and this week we're going to be doing something a little different than usual. I'm going to be talking with a couple of previous guests on the show about their experiences owning the new launch consoles, the PlayStation 5, and the Xbox Series X. I am 88% certain that the name of the Xbox console is the Xbox Series X. So we're going to go through like their early experiences, how they got the systems, like what games they're playing on there, and just get a sense of like whether whether you actually need to get one of these right now, because I'm actually probably going to skip until 2021. So I wanted to have something that you, I'm pointing at the mic right now, you, the listener, can rely on this holiday. So first, uh, here I have Brandon Shockney, and he's going to tell me a little bit about the PlayStation 5. Hey, Bill. Great to be here. First of all, I want you to admit, okay, now I know you said that you're going to wait till 2021. But I want you to admit that you've been tempted. I have I have receipts, okay, that show <laughs> that you've been tempted. Somebody call Marvin Gaye because I've been tempted by the fruit of another. <laughs> if the other in this case is uh, the PlayStation 5. Yes, you almost went for one of those GameStop bundles. <laughs> I almost talked myself into buying an $850 bundle from GameStop because... I was like, well, these ones aren't selling out as fast because they're more expensive, and most of the stuff here isn't junk. Yeah, right. And I think I, think I uh, while, while I am wanting you to get a PlayStation 5, I think I was on the side of this argument that you should not get a bundle. I don't think you should get a bundle. But but it's still it was better than the other bundles out there. Like it's true. there was one from QVC that like had all this extra superfluous I crap in it. Yeah. This one was like an extra controller, Miles Morales and Demon Souls. And so like stuff that you would probably just get anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I know I, anything that comes with for me usually usually when the bundles have the second controller, I I feel like I don't need those because I'm usually doing like a single player experience with a lot of these, especially early on in a console's life, I'm not doing a lot of multiplayer stuff. And then when they bundle things like uh, like the PlayStation Plus and and stuff whatnot, I already have that subscription, so it feels kind of um, you know I'd have that PlayStation Plus card just sitting around for the next year uh, till I needed it, you know. So so I, I but but you know I'm glad I'm glad uh, you show you ended up showing restraint at the end of the day. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. But there's going to be plenty of chances. I think you should still go for it. Also, it's kind of fun to be on the hunt. I guess that's where we should start this conversation, right? Was like yeah. just a, the process of acquiring one of these. It's not easy. It is not. And I was someone who had missed out on um, kind of the botched like window that Sony had um, when they first announced the PlayStation 5, right? It was going to be pre-orders going to be up the next day. But then uh, was it Walmart that leaked uh, or started uh, releasing pre-orders like the night before? And then all retailers kind of did it and like hell broke loose. Uh, and I missed out on that initial window. So leading up to the launch, there was a lot of talk about how this release was going to go. And of course, 
you know, Sony announced that it was going to be an online only launch. Which is good. This is probably a good idea. Yeah, I, I think I think they wanted to save face too, right? Because they probably, the demand is high and they don't have a lot in stock. So they don't want people lining up outside of Target and Best Buy and 99% of those people leaving empty handed, you know? So, you know, Brandon, I actually realized something about this when we were talking about it earlier this week. This is beneficial to the retailers as well, because when you're doing this online stuff, we were discussing like, oh, you need to like, you know, register an account with this website, give over like your email address and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So you're in prime position to buy it when it's ready. And that's like all these retailers getting all this free personal data from people. For sure, can then for sure. And take to their advertisers yeah. or be like, well, we got this many people on our email list, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh, I see how you work. Absolutely. Folks. I mean, that that is a, that is a plus side for, for the yeah, those major retailers. I do think what uh, I've realized with this launch is that it's become very obvious which like retailer websites are able to handle things effectively or not, you know, like... Um, <laughs> Like so, so the the main retailers, I initially tried to get the PlayStation Five console on. I did end up getting one. Spoiler alert! Um, but I initially tried Target and Walmart. So the the way those two processes worked were Target was at some unknown point the in the early morning of the launch day or late evening the night before whichever you want to look at it they were going to release them on the target website uh and then you could you could pre-order one for pickup in store only so they weren't doing like online delivery to you you would uh you would get one put it in your cart check out and then the next day you could go into the target store and grab your console so I tried to do that. They ended up going live at like 1.30 a.m. Uh, so I stayed up. I was I was up to like, uh, you know, I, I started watching it around like 11 p.m. is when I kind of started uh, checking and refreshing the Target site and just kind of stayed on there for the next like two and a half hours until they finally went live. Uh, I was able to get it in my cart, get to check out, got a bunch of messages that an error had occurred as I was refreshing the checkout and then eventually it told me it was sold out and it removed it from my cart. So that's brutal. Yeah, it was brutal. So, but then, but then I, I didn't lose hope because I was told the next day Walmart was going to do like a tiered release, right? Whereas it was like every three hours starting at noon, they were going to restock on their site and that was to be delivered. Um, so it was like at 12 PM, 3 PM, 6 PM, so I tried those, uh, the first couple of those, the site like completely was overloaded. I would get to the checkout page, but it would like the next step, like I would have to refresh, refresh, refresh to get to the next step, then keep refreshing, refreshing until eventually it told me they were out of stock. Um, so I did that twice on uh, Walmart with no success. And then um, at the 6 p.m., window to uh, on walmart i was trying to get it and then i got a notification from one of the twitter uh individuals i follow that that update this wario 64 which i i know a lot of people are probably familiar with in the gaming world he uh sent out a tweet uh right as when walmart went up that amazon was um had some back in stock so i just 
hopped over to uh, the Amazon app on my phone and I must have timed it just right because I went straight to checkout and uh, it had prime shipping on it and everything. And I was like, there's no way. There's no way prime shipping is actually going to work on this because Walmart, they were saying delivery for these were going to be coming at like Thanksgiving or beyond, you know, is when you were going to be actually getting one. Uh, but I ended up getting, it was actually two day free shipping from Amazon. I got mine, you know, that weekend. So I, I think I placed the order on uh, Thursday and I got it Saturday morning. Um, so I've had Jeez. it. Okay. Yeah. I've had it for the last week. Um, and uh, it's been a blast. That's, that's great. I'm glad there was a happy ending to the story there. Uh, so yeah, just um, I guess, what game have you played the most so far? Uh, the game I've played the most so far is, uh, so I have three. So I have, uh, I, I got, I picked up Miles Morales and Demon Souls. Um, and then of course there's Astro's Playroom that's kind of installed already on the console. And out of those three, I'm surprised as anyone to say that the one I've played the most is Astro's Playroom. Um, I was most excited initially for, I was a big fan of Spider-Man PS4. So when they announced that Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales was going to be a launch title, I was so, so excited. And that's basically what I wanted the console for. Um, but out of the three things I've played, that's the game I've delved into the least so far. Um, uh, but Astro's Playroom has got to take that top spot. And it's really because... Uh, of how fun it is to experience everything on the new DualSense controller. It is just a great showcase for everything this controller can do. Um, and So it's not like it's a DualShock 5, exactly. No, no, no. This, this feels, this feels uh, the, the most next-gen aspect of the PlayStation 5 is this controller. Like, I think this is the... This is what sets it apart from... Um, a lot of, of previous, you know, consoles and, uh, of like even the Xbox Series X, I think, which, which is really just going after being faster, uh, you know, a lot like the ray tracing and all that business. Um, but the controller for that was, is pretty much just the same as the Xbox One controller, right? With a few minor tweaks. Whereas this is like a whole leap forward just in terms of the design i mean i'm holding it as we talk i'm holding it in my hand um and it's just feels more substantial um in terms of uh with the dual shock controllers they always feel a little bit I, I don't know what the right word for it is but skinny is what's coming to mind right they they're very slim controllers um and this just feels a little bit yeah. more uh, it feels better to hold in your hand. There's a really nice on the back side too, uh, the texturing along, um, where your, your palms actually go on the back of the controller has like a nice, uh, texture to it. So it grips really, really easily. Um, and, uh, everything vibration wise and the haptic feedback, uh, is really as revolutionary as they say. You can sort of see, yeah, like it looks a bit like thicker in like the T-H-I-C-K and the T-H-I-C-C sense. <laughs> like there's a little more going on there. And uh, so you're saying that like Astro's Playroom is like really 
harnessing that for some cool effects. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's it's one of these things where the the game kind of throws you into a bunch of different environments uh, where uh, it, it can really showcase what the dual sense can do. And uh, where I've noticed it really is just uh, in like weather, right? So um, whether you're on like a sunny beach, uh, like or you're um, getting like blasted by or blasted by like a, a bit of sand, right? There's like a little like sandstorm area or like a fan is blowing sand at Astro. You can feel it in the controller almost like particles of sand are are hitting you, right? Uh, through your through your hands. Um, or when Astro gets to an area that's all like stormy and it starts to rain, uh, it feels like raindrops on the controller. And then when you get to a different area where it's like hail instead, that even feels different from the raindrops. It feels like heavier. Uh, so it's like really nuanced stuff that is being done here. Um, just, just the way when Astro walks on, uh, you know, like a, a, a smooth surface. So if he's on like just like a tiled floor and then he goes on to grass or he goes on to sand or he goes on to like glass um it both sounds different in the audio through the controller and it feels different as you as you walk um on it with the controller it's like just very precise and specific and that's what's the most impressive thing about it very cool and maybe the most impressive part about this is uh how much did you pay for this game oh this game the astros playroom yeah, I mean, so like Demon Souls is like seventy bucks, right? And like right. you know, Miles Morales, like that's they kind of made that like their budget option. It's fifty bucks. So how much is Astro's Playroom? Oh, Astro's Playroom is uh, free. It comes bundled with the uh, PlayStation Five. Free fifty dollars? You got cut off. There. No, no, I'm I'm sorry, Bill. I I, I it might be our connection. Uh, it's uh, F R E E free. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It like uh, it it feels to me like it's their uh their version of Wii Sports, right? Like they're trying to do the same type of thing as Nintendo where they were like, yeah, we've given you a game that kind of shows you everything that's going to be awesome about uh the next generation of gaming. Um hopefully. My my fear is that uh developers are not going to invest in this very cool um aspect of the PlayStation 5. Uh, so I hope they're like their first party uh, um, developers really take advantage of of this because this is going to set things apart from from uh, this is going to be what wins them. Uh, I put it, putting win in uh, quotation marks wins this generation of console wars. You know, I, I think this is where they're going to find the most um, success. This all seems really cool with Astro. I mean, uh, so like they did put out the uh, Astro's VR game mm-hmm. on the PS4, and I I played some of that, and I like that was the most fun I think I had playing with the PSVR was that game. So it's somewhat fitting that this is like this big landmark achievement of the Dual Sense right out of the gate. I think they might have something like you know. Not like to get too much into like, let's talk about how this helps a brand, but uh, with apologies, like they could have like a mascot for their, uh, you know, the PlayStation brand. They could have 
something that is like, you know, it's a, it's a cute little robot dude, dances around. It's like something that they haven't had mm-hmm. since maybe like Crash Bandicoot on the PS1. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll never forgive uh, PlayStation for not making Sly Cooper their official mascot because um, he deserves it and he's the best. Uh, but... Yeah, I think I think uh, Astro here. There's a lot of potential, right? Because I could, if if they announced an Astro's Playroom two or Astro's Summer Resort Playroom or whatever, and they charge seventy bucks for it, I would buy it in a heartbeat. If it's just more of this, you know, you know, like it's so they definitely have something here I, I think it was smart for them to do do it and and also it's kind of fun um like all the collectibles in astro's playroom are like the history of playstation like you find like all the the things you find are like other equipment from like old playstation so you find like a dualshock 3 controller or you find like the playstation multi-tap um you find like a bunch of little things uh and they got like little funny blurbs uh with each one you find like the the eye toy or whatever it was called their first like camera um you you, you find these as collectibles throughout uh and there's a little really like, cool hub area where all these collectibles go and you can kind of interact with them and all all the Ooh, little like astro that. uh robot friends are like in this room kind of playing around with all this different sony playstation stuff uh, so it, it, which is it is very much just being like, look how great all of our stuff was, and like the history and legacy of Sony. But it's also very charming and and fun. It's like um, when you get to so it's broken up into four worlds, and each world is based around that uh, that console. So there's like a um, like a PlayStation Two world where all the stuff you're finding, all the collectibles are like PlayStation 2 accessories. And then when you get to the end uh, area, it plays, it's like the uh, uh, the menu of that console turned into a world. So like wow. the PlayStation 2 oh, music wow. setup music plays and you can like look in the sky and see like the PlayStation 2 icons and like walk around. It's very cool. Yeah, I think... If I get a PS5, this is going to be the first thing I play on there. That sounds really cool. It was for me, too. And I, I think it's... I, even if you're very excited about like something like Miles Morales or Demon Souls, I would encourage everyone to have this be your first experience when you start up the console. Because it is so enjoyable and it does showcase it so incredibly well that it just starts off your whole experience with this console on the right foot. So maybe in like the next 10 minutes or so, could you like walk me through a little bit Demon Souls and Miles Morales? I know with like Demon Souls, that that seems to have been the game that critically speaking has captured the most attention. It's got like a 93 on Metacritic. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um so yeah, I've played I've played both uh just a little bit of both games so far. So I've played through kind of the opening sequence of Miles Morales, uh, where you get kind of reacquainted with all the uh, like powers and all the the controls and whatnot, um, and it's very fun, very cinematic. If you like Spider-Man PS4, it's just giving you more of that, right? And not not same. It's it's not like just like an extension of that per se, but it is like that same vibe, right? So it, it felt very comfortable to kind of settle back into 
that world. And um, again, it's it's very fun. The combat is is so good with that. And there's a lot of new elements with Miles having like electrical powers and, uh, you know, getting his own like storyline and a new cast of characters along with that. So it feels very much like its own thing um, while still in the same vein of what made Spider-Man PS4 great. Um, but uh, beyond that, Demon Souls, I, so the, the only, I have beat the first boss in Demon Souls. So I've, I've, which, which you do pretty early on, and it is nice. Uh, one demon soul acquired. One, one soul. I got, I got just the one soul. Um, but it was uh, that. That's the the game. So I have, I have Miles Morales running on um, thirty FPS uh, with the ray tracing and everything active on that, um, which looks great. Ray tracing is very cool. Everything looks awesome in that game. And then I have. Demon Souls running at 60 frames per second, the, the like performance mode there. Um, and that is it, super smooth. You know, it's like buttery, buttery game. Um, as you just kind of like, mm. uh, uh, kind of peruse yeah, yeah, throughout yeah. the different environments. Uh, and it, it feels like your react because it's a game that's built so much on your reactions and your timing having that 60 frames per second really aids in that i think um that game looks incredible that that's that's in terms of graphical power that's the game where i'm kind of like astonished just looking at it um so yeah i'm I, i'm enjoying both uh demon souls is of course very hard and i've played like dark souls 3 so i've i've played i i've played a little bit of of this series before but I, I think what I'm liking about Demon Souls is I think it eases you into it a little bit better. And I think it, uh, because it just looks so good and everything is like, uh, everything you're taking in um, is, is very like impressive and interesting to look at. Dying so much does not feel as much of a punishment as, as it is, you know, like I, I feel like I'm okay dying and kind of going back through an area because there's I want to like see all that stuff again. That's uh that's great to hear. I, I mean, it's I I talk about this podcast way too much, but uh, the Giant Bombcast, literally the first thing I can remember people talking about on there like a decade ago was this weird PS3 game Demon Souls and hmm. like you're killing rainbow lizards and like you swing your sword but it whacks into a wall and then you get stabbed by a skeleton. It's like, "Oh, this game is strange." <laughs> and now it's like the arguably the the flagship title on the ps5 it, like, it seems to crazy herald in yeah like how far that game like the developer from has i guess blue note made this particular remake so good job on blue note here but you know blue point. you know what i'm saying blue point sorry yeah no it's it's it is kind of crazy right because i used to think oh dark souls demon souls these games are niche titles because of their high difficulty like they, they are not accessible. So they're they're never gonna be like the mainstream, like widely known games, is how I initially thought of it. But yeah, the fact that this is like the launch title, I mean, Miles Morales is of course uh, uh, a pretty flagship title for it as well. Um, but the fact that Demon Souls is doing so well um, and, and they're confident in it enough to make it a launch title for this console, like 
that's that's a, a pretty great achievement, and I, I I'm glad to see it. Um, so yeah, I, I I hope I stick with it. I hope it doesn't break me. That's what I am constantly concerned about. Demon Souls. I'm like, this is it. This is I, I'm gonna. This is gonna break me. I'm not gonna get past this point, and it's gonna all be over. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go back to Astro's Playroom, and that's all I'll play forever. Uh, but I'm excited as well for the things I haven't even gotten to. Uh, honestly, I know we we talked about how much I love like Resident Evil Two. Like I want to replay all my PS4 games that I love on this new PS5. Uh, even if there isn't like that big of a difference yet, there's not like a like a an, a certain upgrade available. There's something about just wanting to this new console that wants me to replay these games that I love so much. So I have things like Control waiting in the wings. I have Witcher Three kind of waiting in the wings, and everything that's on the PlayStation Plus collection that I haven't gotten to, like Resident Evil Seven, uh, Bloodborne. Um, uh, What's the other one I'm not thinking of that's on there? The Last Guardian. Like, there's a bunch of things that I've been like meaning to get to, but I haven't that that are are now waiting for me as part of that collection. Brandon, I have one final question I want to ask you about the PlayStation Five. Hit me. Where are you? Where are you keeping it? Yes, good question. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it is a beast. It is a big boy console, and initially. Um, when I thought, uh, before I actually got it in hand, I have like an entertainment center that has a area, like an open area above some drawers where you can kind of like keep things. So I, so I was planning on putting it horizontally and having it there. When I got it out of the box, I decided, well, it's very big and it's very magnificent. And I think I want to keep it vertical. So I wanted it on one side of my TV, but the HDMI cable that it comes with is not long enough to reach where my HDMI cables uh, are located on the TV. So I had to put it on the left side. It's on the left side of my TV, uh, uh, like just standing up next to it. Uh, Now I have like a, uh, this is not a brag, uh, but I have like a 65 inch TV and the PlayStation 5. Oh boy. The PlayStation 5 comes up about halfway up the the TV, right? So it's it's very noticeable. It stands out, but I also think it looks good. Um so I don't mind that it's it stands out. You know, it's a big splash of white um on my entertainment center which is mostly mostly uh black like my sound bar, my TV, the entertainment center itself is all black. So you have this kind of like white um, you know, uh, a mass that is on the one side of it, but it's really quiet. It is, uh, it, it, yeah, like I said, all the like lights and stuff on it are a little more subtle. So like the lights that kind of go along the sides of the middle, um, the, the like actual console itself, not the shell, uh, the lights that go on either side of that are, are subtle. They're not, they're not, um, overbearing. Same thing on the controller. Um, when it lights up, it's not like that whole back bar on the DualShock 4. Um, so it, it, it's just, it's big, but it doesn't bother me, I guess is the way I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at. You know, I, I can get that. Like, uh, maybe it was a, a little too much of a meme how everyone was talking about the size and appearance of the PS5. Like, 
it probably doesn't matter that much. Like, you're not going to pay attention to it once it's in your house for two weeks. Yeah, right. It, it, it It's already, for me, just in the last week, it's already feels like it's just part of my entertainment center. Like, I'm not, like, actively... It's not drawing my eyes away from anything I watch on my TV or what have you. Well, cool. Then I think we'll uh, we'll call it a wrap here. Uh, Brandon, before you go, is there anywhere you would like people to reach you online? Yes, they can uh, reach me on Twitter at BWShock. Uh, or you know what? You can find me on on PlayStation. Uh, my PlayStation ID is BWE-Shock- might be a nice change of pace for you to not get a spam message from like, Hi, I'm 18 years old and I would like to have you come and talk with me. <laughs> On your uh, PlayStation messages, which is seemingly all I get. Wow, really? I do not get those. So I don't know Wait, what really? you're doing, but... Um... <laughs> uh, I guess the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> the price of fame, Bill. It's the price of fame. That must be it, yeah. I'm not. I'm st- between the two of us, I think you have the first and second most famous... Uh, podcasts out of the three podcasts we've created. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, you know what? But so many bits is the best. Oh, wow. <laughs> so then we're going to take a break here on so many bests and uh, we'll be back in a minute and I'll be talking with my uh, friend Justine about the Xbox Series X. And we are back from break and now joining me on the line to talk about the Xbox Series X, X, Xbox X. I'm just adding a few more in there to make sure I've got enough coverage for all the possible permutations. I've got Justine Kruger. So, Justine, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me to talk about the triple X Xbox. Excellent. It's the, it's the big black Xbox. I mean, uh, what more could you want? Maybe a smaller Xbox. Uh, well, I, you know, that they don't seem to to make them. I'm sorry. It's just like they, <laughs> they assume that the size is the most important element. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, Justine, this is important because not only did you go out and get the Xbox Series X, but you're one of the only people I know who actually had the Xbox One and like, you know, enjoyed having the Xbox One. So, I'm really glad you were able to come on and talk about like getting the new console. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. I'm like, who? So the people that you know, do they did they have like a a different Xbox or a PlayStation or? You know, uh, like out of my uh, like my group of like high school friends, we'll say like all of us who were playing games had like maybe the majority had a PS4. Some people had a Switch. No one had an Xbox. Just as like a, a sample of like, uh, you know, 10 people. That's that's crazy to me. Although it's, it definitely makes sense because most people that I talk to or most of my friends also have like a PlayStation and or a Switch and not an Xbox. So maybe we are weird, but I never thought of it as weird because it's just like what we've always had. Kind of, I don't know, like having like an iPhone versus an Android <laughs> No, I think I think that's very apt. Like going into this generation, you were just like, all right, we're going to go get the new Xbox now. Well, so, you know, Justin is the big, big gamer in our household. And I always had just had Nintendos. I had 
those growing up, well, we had like a lot of different systems when I was growing up, but I, as I got older into adulthood, I was a more Nintendo person, had like a Wii. And then he had an Xbox and bought like the new Xbox one when it came out. I remember going to the Best Buy with him. And then, yeah. So then when this one came out, we got it right away, which like at first we were going to wait, but then I don't know, it was just too tempting to get one, you know, like you're stuck inside all day. We're using it all the time. So it was kind of like, yeah, let's get one. Let's get one early on. Let's get it on release week. Yeah, let's get it on release week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now you had to do a little bit of uh, adventuring to get yours, right? Yeah. So we missed the initial like launch day sales, but then Brandon and you, but I didn't see your text message. You texted out that there were some for sale on Best Buy site. And then Brandon was G-chatting me and he's like, they're on Best Buy right now. And I like quick click the link and I was like, we gotta get it. And I went through it really fast, like the purchase process. And it was for pickup only. And the closest Best Buy to us was in Rockford. So we were like, well, I guess we're going to go to Rockford to buy an Xbox. So we did that this past Sunday. We drove down to Rockford and got an Xbox. For reference, I'm just like, uh, for my location, Rockford is about 77 miles away. So it's pretty far outside the city of Chicago. Yeah, it's not that bad of a drive, though. It's like a little over an hour, maybe like an hour 20. I mean, it's not like ideal. I will also say the Best Buy in Rockford is way nicer than any Best Buy I've been in in the city. I would believe that. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) People just go to stores more there. I don't know. Because you think like in the city, I guess like people, not ever like most people don't have like a car to like go buy a big TV or anything like that. Also, the Best Buys in the city aren't really located near public transportation. I don't know. It was a little bit of an adventure to go out there. And then when we got to the Best Buy, we decided to also impulsively buy a brand new TV. Yay! Which was also very fun. I had no idea how excited I would be to have a new TV, but I found myself all week being like, "I want to watch TV on the new TV because um, <laughs> it's so pretty." We ha- I haven't had a new TV in over ten years, which I know like might not be that long for TVs, but my TV that I had to was like a Best Buy store brand. I bought it like on an open box sale and had like a gift certificate, so I paid like not that much money for this crappy tv yeah i think a lot of people though are wondering like what games are available because of course like halo infinite got pushed uh fable is you know that's a big xbox property that's down the line forza is down the line i'm pretty sure there's no new gears with launch so like what are you how are you playing what are you playing on your xbox right now Yeah, this is where I'm afraid I'm going to be a big letdown for you and anyone that listens because the only game I have played is Fortnite. (laughs) And it's amazing. It's beautiful. And now, so Justin and I will always play and play duos, but we always used to have to play on like the Switch and the, we would like hook up one TV with the Switch and one with the Xbox in our living room. But now on the new Xbox, you can play dual screens. So our split screen. So we've been able to like play together. That's cool, though. I mean, uh, did you have you signed up for Xbox Game Pass or are you already like part of that? No, I had to sign up because um, Justin just was the only one with an account before. So I signed up, got 
Um, I do need a gamer tag if anybody out there wants to suggest any, because the automatic one it gave me is Power Pigeon something, 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 some letter or numbers. I don't remember what they are. So I need to come up with a new unique one, but I've been too, you know, bogged down with work and stress this week to come up with anything fun. Well, Power Pigeon is pretty, you know, unique. I mean, if you're just going off of uniqueness. That's true. But does what does Power Pigeon say about me as a person? You like to travel. You <laughs> are communicative. <laughs> I love eating bread. You possess power. I have tons of powers. And I'm powerful. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, just, you know, don't throw... You know, just because it was like an automatically generated name, because it could be a throwaway name, doesn't mean you have to make it a throwaway name. That's true. That's fair. Maybe I should be more open-minded about it. Maybe I'll be Power Pigeon for life. Then, are there any games you're looking forward to playing? Like, uh, I saw there's a Tetris Effect has come out on Xbox, and there's like a a multiplayer cooperative mode, for example. So... I did not play Tetris Effects, but I did watch Justin play, and it's awesome. It's really cool. So I'm looking forward to playing that for sure. I would be interested in playing Fable. I've never played before, so I think that that would be a fun one to get into. Is there anything else that Justin has been getting into? Um, he's been playing Halo. Um, says it looks really amazing. They they like. I know that they haven't put out the Halo Infinite, but they released like an i don't know a remastered it to yeah yeah so they did this thing called the master chief collection so like yeah. they yeah for the the first halo in particular they went back and like they like really really went and redid the whole thing yeah so he's been really into that it's kind of this weird thing too with like the new tv um, like the new Xbox, you know, is well, it's also so much faster than our old one, but our old one was getting pretty old. But um, you're like on this new system, like the loading times are faster. Like, uh, so like, you know, two minutes that like hypothetically it would be like two minutes before. How, how fast is it now? Oh, gosh. Like, like when we like boot up Fortnite, it like opens in like less than a minute. Whereas before it would like take a while to get everything like. To populate. I don't know if I would go out and buy a new Xbox for better load times, but it's handy to have, right? It's one of those things where it's just like nice, but if you're going to play a game, like I'm not not going to play it because of a load time being long, you know, but because it is loading faster, you're kind of like, oh, wow, I saved 30 seconds of my life. I, I, you know, I I think about that frequently these days about where, where my time goes and how my time is used. So Hey, a a little bit of uh, save time from loading, you know? Yeah. Appreciate that. Also, our old box had a ghost inside of it. And it would just, like, turn on randomly, which was always a little bit spooky. And the new one doesn't do that yet. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. So, like, you haven't, but, like, you know, you haven't put out the night vision. You haven't put out, like, the spectrometer, you know, measuring for, like, uh, draftiness in the room when you know, you know, like it's late at night and the Xbox is by itself. I'm just we're, we're, this is a ghost hunting uh, podcast now, so like, yeah, just. Um, <laughs> well, we'll look into doing that next at the in the new year, 2021. Looking for ghosts. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a safe New Year's resolution, I think. Yeah. Oh, you know what? So also speaking of things going really fast, we downloaded um, just like a handful of games that I like, like love to play, like Killing Time. My favorite ones are like Spelunky, as you know, and <laughs> um, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time. And we downloaded those and it took like hardly any time to we there were two other ones i can't forget the other two or can't remember the other two that we downloaded but we set up four games to download and they were downloaded within like i honestly don't even know it was just so fast you wouldn't be personally familiar with this but one of the bugaboos about the ps4 is the downloads on there are like weirdly long and it has like nothing to do with your connection like people just assume it's like Basically, the, it's on Sony's end of like how big they're making the pipe. It doesn't matter how big your end of the pipe is. Like theirs is too small. So I think uh, as long as you have the data cap to support it, yeah, like having really fast download times is awesome. That's so weird. What is it like for the PS5, did Brandon say? You know, it didn't come up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Brandon, do you have any thoughts? Blah, 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 blah. Parker's cute. Well, I mean, that is true. Parker is cute. <laughs> Parker is cute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, what are some games you might be looking forward to playing on the system? Like, is there anything... Like, I mean, obviously, Spelunky 2... I mean, that's going to come out on the Xbox. We we know it will, just it hasn't yet. But is that, like, something you're looking forward to? Yes, but I feel like it's going to take for freaking ever. You know, you might be right. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic for your sake because like the PC version came out pretty quickly after the PS4 version. So, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah, but I think also didn't Derek, you have like some beef with Microsoft. And so it just doesn't like it getting on the Microsoft platform. It just never feels like a like a priority. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, if that's the case, then yeah, you're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, because I think I, f- I forget the details, but forever it's new ones on the Microsoft game. I don't even know that the most recent updates ever even came to the really? Xbox. Yeah, but maybe I'm remembering that wrong. But I don't think so because on my I have like a PS Vita, and on there I have like all these options to like have the damsel be a little pug instead of a hot woman and stuff like that and there's like (laughs) (laughs) and there's like all these other characters that you can play as but we don't have those options on ours huh that that is all it's very uh i'm I'm surprised yeah yeah i forget uh, i'm trying to think of like what other games what's the one with the little cat where you're like playing as the cat you're like playing this cat and you're walking around Tokyo. It mm. looked really cool. Stray? That sounds like basically everything I would want in a video game. Yeah, and everything I would want to be in real life is just a cute little kitty cat walking around. Making your way downtown, uh, walking fast. and yeah. you're... Attacking you would... rats. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that's what I want to do. I just want to look at that little cat butt all day. What about you, Bill? Are you convinced to get an Xbox yet? No. So the cool thing, I think, about the Xbox is the Game Pass. Like, I think that if you're someone who just, like, you want to try out a few games, like, here and there, and you, uh, like, you're not, 
you maybe don't have like you know for certain people like they know i want to play call of duty i want to play madden and those are the games i want to play and that's you know despite the way i, I said that like that's a valid way to play <laughs> video games and like if you know what you want then you know what you want yeah but, like sure. xbox game pass is like the netflix of video games right now where you can go I guess I should say it's like the 2014 Netflix of video games where like pretty much every game makes its way over to Game Pass and it gives you a wide selection and you can browse and like find stuff that's maybe a little under the radar or older games you didn't get to try the first time around. And hopefully uh, we will not see the 2020 Netflix experience where everything is like splintered off into its own like ecosystem with like PS Now and like xbox game pass and stadia and luna and stuff like that right now microsoft is like the the front runner on that uh avenue of playing games so if i were to get an xbox i would probably get the the series s Mm -hmm. and then just like invest in a nice like external hard drive or like compatible hard drive to go with the series s just to give me enough download space and do it that way because i mean with respect i I don't think there are a lot of uh, specifically Microsoft games that I'm looking forward to. And just based on what you've described so far, and maybe Fable for you, but otherwise that's it. Yeah, I feel like there probably are other ones that I'm just not thinking of in this moment. And I didn't do enough to prepare myself to speak on that topic. But I do think that bringing up the Game Pass is a really good point because I think that they're making games so accessible so lastly, Justine, I'd like to ask you one final question. And I think this is an important question based on, you know, what I've seen so far and like uh, various photos I've seen. Where are you putting this thing? It's pretty big. And we so we, luckily we have like our entertainment center has like a pocket in it. And Justin was convinced that it wasn't going to fit in there, but it, it like barely slid in. But it looks it looks a little bit silly because it's just like this big black box <laughs> taking up like this whole like floor to ceiling hole of my entertainment stand. That's part of why I wouldn't want to buy one is I'm worried that if I stood it up vertically, like a bunch of monkeys would show up in my apartment and start like <laughs> figuring out how to use tools and like evolving in front of my very eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's it is really it's just. It's big. It's heavy. Um, people calling it a fridge is pretty accurate and hilarious. Um, it it looks cool stood up. I mean, it's okay stood up. I like. I'm not one to really like and the way that any technology looks. Like I'm always like, put that in a cool piece of furniture where we can't actually see it. Um, is sort of my take on all tech. But you know, I understand a lot of people aren't like that. They are very into like what. Um, what things look like and they get they like like the tech being part of their decor i'm just not like that so justin was like i kind of just want to like stand it up next to the tv and i was like nope we're not gonna do that we're gonna put (laughs) it in the entertainment stand but it's still visible there (laughs) well cool i think then uh that covers everything i was cover thank you so much for your time justine yeah of course thank you for having me and um, I hope I was informative enough. You're welcome. You were, on a scale of 1 to 10, informative. Thanks. I'm really excited for Brandon to get an Xbox one day so we can play Fortnite together. 
You know, I would, I was really, uh, you know, he didn't bring it up, but like, I assumed that he was right on the cusp of saying that he's going to start playing Fortnite. Like it felt like it was, you know, something that didn't need to be said between us. Yeah, I get that. I could, I, I get that from him too. So, uh, Justine, if you want people to find you anywhere online, if you, if you want people to find you anywhere online, uh, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Justine face on Instagram at I just threw up and that's it. All right. Well, cool. In that case, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and do my uh, usual outro here. Uh, so just thank you very much for listening. If you want to reach me by email, I'm at so many bits podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. We're so many bits on there. Follow us on Twitter and Tumblr at so many bits. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Please rate and review or download from Simplecast or stream via Spotify. We play games, twitch.tv slash so many bits, Wednesday and Thursday nights, 8 p.m. Central Time. Wednesdays for more single player experiences and Thursdays for more uh, group stuff. And last but not least, thank you very much for listening. Have a great summer. <laughs>